Hey everyone, this is Iron Mike Stedman, host of the Transition Podcast, and I just want to make a quick announcement before today's show. Bunker Labs and WeWork have opened applications for the next cohort of our Veterans and Residents program. Veterans and Residents is a six-month business incubator that provides veteran and military family member entrepreneurs the community, business support, and workspace to help launch and grow their businesses. I'm a proud VIR alumni from 2018, and I give all the credit in the world to the program for helping me jumpstart my entrepreneurial journey and giving me the confidence to take the big leap to work on my venture full time. Applications are open from now until September 30th, 2021 for the 22 Alpha cohort starting in January of 2022. Please help us spread the word to the military connected community. I'll be sure to include a link to the application in today's show notes. If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneur experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or are looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of The Bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of the Bunker Labs branding team. On the following episode of The Transition, I have the distinct honor and privilege of sitting down with Bunker Lab's new director of marketing, Reggie Ordonez. Reggie is a fellow Marine and entrepreneur who's been helping veterans launch and grow their businesses in Nashville, Tennessee, where he served as the founding director of Pathway Lending's Veteran Business Outreach Center. Reggie has firsthand experience working with Main Street veteran-owned businesses and the challenges the broader Bunker Lab ecosystem faces with regards to connecting veterans and military spouses to the resources and community we need in order to survive and thrive. On the show, Reggie and I discussed the trends and common mistakes he's seen working with Main Street veteran entrepreneurs, such as validating your business model, developing a go-to-market strategy, and how to secure funding. My hope is that in addition to providing value in your own business, this episode pulls back the curtain for you on some of the amazing talent we have here at The Bunker. Before you hear from Reggie and I, make sure you subscribe to the Transition Newsletter at the link in the show notes. I release a newsletter twice a week, once on Tuesday mornings with actionable tips and advice you can apply in your venture, as well as on Friday mornings where I share the latest Transition episode. This past week, I published part one of a two-part newsletter on how to build a brand. And as a reminder, Substack allows you to leave comments on the newsletter and podcast episodes. That way you can let me know what topics you'd like me to cover, either on the show or write about in the newsletter. In addition, if you're interested in contributing to the newsletter with the post, shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org. This episode of The Transition is brought to us by the MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, the foundation also provides mentorship and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's show and that it accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. Reggie, welcome to The Bunker. What's going on? Man, it's good to be here, dude. I'm I'm excited to be here. Excited to talk to you, Mike. Uh, I can I just have to say it's an honor having a director of marketing for Bunker Labs on the podcast for once. Um, you know, you're just now coming on board. I think this is a great opportunity to uh, you know, see behind the scenes of how we're creating content, learn a little from me, and also uh let me learn a little bit from you and also introduce you to our community. 
Man, I'm excited. I'm let's let's just go ahead and get into it and do it. Yeah. So, how about you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to the bunker? Yeah. So, my name is Reggie Ardonias. I served in the United States Marine Corps for for 12 years as an infantryman. I was an 0313 light armored reconnaissance crewman. I attended the infantry unit leaders course uh, and received the MOS 0369 uh, platoon sergeant uh, for an infantry unit leader. I've served overseas. I've been to Iraq twice. I've been to Afghanistan. I was in the, with the 22nd Marine Expeditionary Unit and served in Haiti in 2010 for the big earthquake that happened uh, in that time frame. Uh, I've, I grew up in Arizona, a uh, small town kid, small population. Uh, didn't really know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And uh, so Marine sounded like it was the the path for me. Uh, I joined uh, because of September 11, 2001. I remember seeing that happen uh, in high school, and I told myself that was uh, what I wanted to do. That's when I I think that was my first point of really knowing uh, what my purpose was. Um, I'm a I'm a dad and a husband, uh, a family man. Uh, you know, I have a niece and nephew that I call my own. I uh, love them very much, and I have two daughters, Lila and Avery. Uh, they're they're all my pride and joy. But my wife, Krista, she's the one who kind of keeps me grounded and my head on straight. Uh, but most most anything, um, when it comes to, when it comes to me, uh, it's it's about my my faith and my family, man. So that's the big did, part. Did you ever think you'd have like two Marines kind of talking about business and entrepreneurship and marketing and all this cool stuff on a podcast, you know, in this other aspect of our life. I'm telling you right now, uh, it blows my mind. If, if you would have ever told me right now that, um, I would be the director of marketing for bunker labs, I would have uh, been talking to iron Mike on the transition. I uh, probably would have told you you were crazy. Uh, it, it's nuts. And it, and it, to be honest with you, Mike, uh, it just makes me proud of of those when we transition, you know, uh, we continue to serve in a different way. You know, we never stopped serving our country whenever we took the uniform off. We're still we're still serving. So it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to talk to you, man. Especially since me and Reggie are both infantry. I yep. remember when I was transitioning, I typed in Google job opportunities <laughs> for infantry. Man. It was like driving Uber. <laughs> you know, working uh, at McDonald's. Yeah, you, know? you could flip a burger. Yeah, and here we are. We got this new lingo, this new set of skills. It's kind of exciting. And I hope all our listeners that are tuning in to understand, right? Like, if you haven't made that transition yet into entrepreneurship, it's wide open and we're a testament mm-hmm. to it. It just takes some time and the success compounds over, you know, your knowledge, skills, and expertise compounds over time. Absolutely. Man, I couldn't I couldn't agree with that more. And uh, I, I think that a lot of it just has to do with um, really getting vulnerable and knowing yourself. You know, when you're vulnerable and you know yourself, um, man, I think that's the key to growth. I just remember my platoon sergeant, like we're sitting there briefing orders, you know, talking about getting the troops child. Yeah. yeah. Now we got platoon sergeant officer here talking about, you know, marketing and branding <laughs> and early stage founders. I'm telling you, it's nuts, man. Um, but I but I love it. I, I love it because uh, whenever whenever you asked me to come on, I was like, wait a second. Iron Mike, uh, Iron Mike was 0302. 
you know? Right. So just knowing that right there, there was already a camaraderie. Uh, just, just knowing that. And full transparency for our listeners. I invited Reggie on before I knew he was applying for the director role at, at bunker labs. You know, um, I got connected with him on LinkedIn. He's like teaching stuff. He's got these great photos and, you know, he's running these workshops. I was like, I got to get, I got to get him on the podcast, learn a little more about him. And so it's very serendipitous that, you know, here we both are. And one of the things I want to do while you're here, I got to take advantage of you in your new role. So I would love for you to tell the bunker community, you know, what you're planning on accomplishing, you know, as the director of marketing. Yeah. Thank you for that. I think the biggest thing uh, that I've learned uh, about marketing, uh, to be honest, about business ownership, about entrepreneurship, is is it's about people. And if our if our products and our services and our offerings um, aren't aligned with who we do business for, then we're we're out of alignment. Um, what I would hope to accomplish, and it, what's so amazing about it is I, I believe that Bunkers already has the culture and the mindset of, of, of people. So it's how do we elevate uh, our offerings and how do we, how do we resonate with um, veteran entrepreneurs uh, that are, are hustling that are grinding that are just trying uh to make ends meet to start a small business um whenever whenever we can identify what those problems are and and i wholeheartedly believe that a lot of us we we know what those problems may be but when we can really dig into those things um and and teach what those things are through content creation uh through through our, our classes and our workshops, you know, we, that's what, that's what my heart is, you know? And, and I, I think that the team uh, that I've already met with, I mean, that's the same heart. So how do, how do we, how do we take bunker to that next uh, level? I mean, and it, I'm excited to see where it goes. So I really want to know the people that are using uh, the product that are using uh, that are in the veteran and residents and what they're hoping to get out of it. And, and taking that and um, telling our story, you know. Um, but what's beautiful about Bunker, in my opinion, is it's not even really our story. It's, it's their story. And we're just facilitating it and just being that guide um, to help them accomplish what they want to. And if, if we can use marketing uh, strategy to, to reach more people to make that happen, then that's a win. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of transitioning veterans are dealing with a lot right now. You know, yeah. there's stuff going on in the world that's affecting those of us that were combat veterans in Afghanistan. You've got this aspect of life, you know, and I was actually talking to somebody about it the other day of, you know, one of the things we don't talk a lot about for whatever reason is the importance of work and career. And, you know, when we're in the military, you kind of have that sense of purpose for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And that's how they're spending their time. You know, your work is how you're spending your time upwards of eight hours a day. You're on deployment, you're gone. And then you transition into the civilian world. And it's like, you know, how are we, how are people spending that time? Are they fulfilled? You know, I think we undervalue the importance of meaningful work, Mm -hmm. that kind of work that cultivates the spirit, fills the soul. And even if it's hard, you know, it still feels like you're kind of on this higher purpose while you're doing it. And I think that entrepreneur, entrepreneurship 
presents that opportunity to a lot of transitioning service members, which is why I'm so passionate about it. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You know, there's, there's, um, I'd say, you know, in my time, uh, doing what I was doing before I was with bunker, you know, I just going to Fort Campbell, Kentucky alone, I believe there's 10,000 transitioning service members that are going to exit the service just from that base, just from that base. And, and out of, out of that, you know, it's like, if you look at the statistics, 25% are going to be interested in entrepreneurship. So um, being able to correlate uh, what you're saying, I mean, it is true. There, there has to be um, meaning and purpose behind our work. I think that veterans, we've been doing it for so long. You know, we've been, we've been serving, we've been, putting ourselves aside for the benefit of others. And that doesn't stop um, when we leave the service. And where, what I've learned is if I don't, um, I guess the best way to put it is, is be content with myself beyond my identity as a Marine. Um, that's where I can, I can get into trouble. And I wholeheartedly believe that sometimes you know, we, we look at entrepreneurship or maybe it's farming, you know, or, or something along those lines, which is still entrepreneurship. But um, we look at that as like we're chasing a new identity, you know, a, a new thing. But really, the, the identity is just, I mean, we have to be content with who we are at our core essence of our being just without all those things. And um, what I hate sometimes is when... I don't think hate's the right word. What what can get interesting is whenever we chase entrepreneurship like another title, like another like earning the title Marine, right? Right. Um, or getting that tab on your chest or on your 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 arm or whatever, you know. But um, it's a hard road, and it it does take the same resilience and it takes the same uh, grind and the the belief in self uh, to get a venture off the ground and going. I couldn't agree more. You know, I call it the hype, you know, the, the entrepreneurial hype. You just want to tell everybody, you know, and we experience it in the bunker. You know, you yeah. go to the Bunker Labs event, a veteran residence launch. You see the little booths there. People yep. got their signage. And when you're first entering this space, you're like, this is so new. Like, how are you able to do all this kind of stuff? Right. After a while, though, those of us that have been in the fight for a minute, you know, they're like, oh, man, how's it going? You like pull out a cigarette. <laughs> go ahead, sit down. <laughs> Let me tell you, you know, but what I try to do with this platform is get beyond the hype yeah, and talk about, you know, what it really is like on the other side of launching these ventures and being in the day to day and making the sacrifice and demystify it so that those of you that are in the fight, you know that you're not going through it alone. And those that are considering entering a fight understand what you're getting yourself into. And so one of the things I want to do now is transition uh, to you, Reggie, and yeah. ask you to take off your armor, you know, for our listeners, because one of the things we do on this platform is we get vulnerable. And so uh, let us know, you know, something vulnerable about your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. It's really easy to fall into a comparison trap. Um, if I were to take off my armor, which I am, I, I would tell you that um, sometimes uh, you can have uh, an imposter in your mind telling you that, hey, your business is never going to be as good as as 
so-and-sos or you're not really an entrepreneur. You're, uh, you, you didn't, you didn't actually get funded the same way that, uh, a VC, you know, you never got any VC funding or, Hey, you never actually launched that on your own. That was actually a grant funded program that you launched or, Hey, that was, that might've been a new program, uh, that you, that you helped develop and you used entrepreneurial, an entrepreneurial process, but you're, you're not an entrepreneur. You're, you've never really owned a business that made more than, you know, 200,000 this year. You know, I, sometimes I can fall into a trap where I'm constantly comparing what I've done with others. And I ask myself, am I really, uh, worthy of, of even, um, coming on a platform like this? And it, and I got to get real at myself and say, man, who's, who's that speaking that? Because that ain't you. And that ain't, that ain't real. And I think that if we're not careful, uh, we can certainly fall in, uh, to that comparison game. And it's, it's a deadly place to be. I, I would encourage anybody, if you catch yourself thinking like that, you got to go, you got to go on a run. You got to go and, uh, you know, sweat it out somewhere, go lift some weights, go hit a bag, do whatever you got to do. But, uh, you gotta, you gotta have time to reflect. And sometimes when you're so in the business all the time, or if you're constantly just, uh, grinding and you're not putting some self-care, on the list, you can go down a road that's not healthy. Absolutely. And I appreciate you for sharing that. And that's a consistent theme on this platform is the imposter syndrome mm-hmm. uh, that a lot of people feel. And I'm also going to use this as a teachable moment. Um, you know, for me, right. I fall into that comparison trap as well. I'm like, dang, man, how's this person so far ahead? You mm-hmm. know, one of my frat brothers published a book and I was jealous because I wanted to publish a book first, <laughs> but you know what I've been doing, man. I've been writing every day on my Twitter and publishing yeah. an essay. I signed up for a writing course called Shift 30 for 30. And sometimes we can focus on that outcome instead of the actions that allow us to drive it. So if you find yourself in that position of comparing yourself and all that kind of stuff, man, I just encourage everyone to go back and think about, like, what what do you have control over? You know, because nobody got to where they are just one day and woke up. You know, they took some actionable steps and sometimes just retrace those steps and start over at the smallest level. You know, for, for me, I have grand ambitions of being an author. I'm not an author yet, but what I am is a writer. And I made myself a writer by writing and publishing every day. And so it's little stuff like that I think we learn as we start to get older and wiser, you know, Reggie. And we're trying to figure this life thing out and this entrepreneurial thing out, you know, simultaneously. Yeah, absolutely, man. I couldn't agree more. And that's such good advice, man. Um, And I'm going to have to ask you about that cohort. I want to know what that, uh, that cohort is, Ship 30 for 30. Yeah, Ship 30 for 30. Uh, Nicholas Cole, check it out. I've been going through it, publishing an essay every day for 17 days straight. And I find myself excited to write every day. I started a newsletter for this podcast, The Transition on Substack. You know, Seth Godin, who we both look up to and admire, he, he I've heard him say for years, blog every day, it will change your life. Mm. You know, blog 30 days straight and you're a writer, right? And it's it's interesting being able to go through that process. So, you know, maybe we'll talk about it more because I do think our audience can benefit from understanding how to write good copy. Yeah. Um, and that's not something that we talk about. Now, one of the things I want to do before we do a deep dive on uh, your work with the Veteran Business Outreach Center in Nashville is acknowledge what brought us here today. And that's Bunker Labs, a national network yeah. of veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs dedicated to helping the military connected community start their own business. We're committed to seeing that every entrepreneur in the military connected community 
has the network, tools, and resources they need. You can learn more by visiting www.bunkerlabs.org. Reggie, I got to ask you, how did you get connected with Bunker Labs? So it's actually a really cool story. Um, I was I was using my post 9-11 GI Bill. I got out of the Marine Corps and went back to school. And um, I was in an entrepreneurship class. And it was actually my senior year. And uh, we were, it was called venture planning. So I was actually working on a venture um, and going through the whole process to launch. And, uh, you know, one thing that really resonated with me was I was like, man, everything that I'm learning right now, I, I want other veterans to know what I'm learning. I mean, that's really what it, the heart of it, that's what it was. And that's what I went down the path. And I, I met with one of the entrepreneurs in residence and I was telling him about, you know, what I just said. And he said, man, have you heard of Bunker Labs? And I said, no, I haven't. And he's like, well, there's a couple guys I, I want to connect you to. One of them is named Blake Hogan and the other is uh, Nate Carden. And um, I mean, the rest was history. I went to the first Bunker event I went to was the muster in Nashville when uh, it was Fred Smith that spoke um, from FedEx and that guy, man, what a wealth of knowledge, but just, uh, being in the room and being present, uh, I was, I was blown away just at the camaraderie, uh, of the event and just everybody doing this, this thing of, you know, Hey, we're, we're all veterans. We're all in it together and we're all launching businesses or we're working towards it. Or we know somebody that knows somebody that can help you. And that, to me, that was, that was whenever, it came full circle for me. So talk to us about this veteran business outreach center in Nashville. It seems like that's been your claim to fame as a late. Yeah. So um, the veteran business outreach center, there's, there's 20 in the United States. Um, in 2018, uh, the small business administration was looking to launch uh, five new veteran business outreach centers. And um, one of them, was either going to be in, it was going to serve the states of Kentucky and Tennessee. And so there were these uh, organizations that were competing to win that grant. And uh, it was a five-year grant. And uh, I, so there was, there was really no um, VBOC yet, right? And, and Pathway Lending, they were competing for the grant and looking for somebody uh, to launch it. And so they brought me in. Uh, I, I actually, it was a professor that said, Reggie, I think you need to look into the, look into this. This seems too good to be true for you. And, uh, yeah. And the, so the rest was, was history. And, um, we've been launched for, you know, three and a half years now. We've, uh, helped a lot of veteran entrepreneurs, uh, get started. I think in that small time frame of getting launched and, and figuring things out, um, we injected 1.4, million in access to capital for veteran entrepreneurs. And mostly these are main street businesses. These are uh, entrepreneurs that are, um, you know, looking to start restaurants or looking to start coffee shops, looking to uh, really focus on uh, maybe even being electrician or something along those lines. So it's been um, definitely rewarding. That sounds like the entrepreneurship that kind of fires me up too. you know, that grassroots level, 
you know, out there meeting with people, having them come into the office and really being able to kind of share your knowledge and insight and not for nothing. I'm sure you were learning a lot as you oh, were yeah. teaching and running these programs. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I learned, I learned more in the last three and a half years. Um, I was, I was very fortunate to go through um, some, some courses. I know a lot of people have heard of the business model canvas. Um, I was very fortunate to go through the actual makers uh, strategizer, the guy who made it. I was actually able to go through their value proposition and, and business model canvas design classes. That was amazing. Um, and then just applying what I learned um, to starting my own nonprofit. Um, I'm not, nothing crazy, but it was, it's been so rewarding and really Mike, to be honest with you, what I've learned is what not to do more than I have what to do. Um, I've just seen too many entrepreneurs that get started and they're at a place of growth and they're stuck and they just need a little bit of cash injection to get to that next level. And, and what we're seeing is um, the books weren't being done right in the beginning. Uh, maybe they never actually filed for an EIN. This has been a side hustle. There's been funds commingled with personal and sometimes that can get disheartening. So we just really want to catch people at the beginning and say, Hey, let's, once you've validated this concept, let's go ahead and let's get you established as an LLC or, you know, what have you, maybe, maybe you want to be a sole proprietor. That's up to you. But from there, now let's go get your EIN. Once we have your EIN, okay, now let's set up a business bank account and let's make sure that all those transactions are going into that account. Because, um, when you're three years down the road, we don't want to keep forecasting your revenue whenever you have real data you could be using. One of the things that you mentioned, though, was uh, I didn't realize. Let me rephrase this. OK. Why do you think so many early stage founders don't necessarily focus on getting their EIN done and getting all that kind of stuff done right off the bat? Why do they is there a lack of education there? Because I feel like we kind of say this over and over again. Or do you think it's this fear of like this isn't a real business yet? Oh, that's a good question. I think it's both, but I think that sometimes it can be more of a lack of education. Um, sometimes I think that we can get caught up in something as simple as uh, it's $300 to file an LLC. I really don't want to do that yet. Um, I've actually seen that. And it's like, man, that that's just a small, that's a small number, you know, and it could be something as simple as that. Uh, sometimes I think people get bad advice. Um, I think that they'll go to somebody that they know that has started a business and maybe that person didn't do it um, in the best way. But because they have that cred, that cred, I guess you can say, they've done it. They're going to listen to them uh, sometimes. And so that's one part. The next part is um, sometimes, you know, maybe – with the entrepreneurs I am, I am working with, they don't want to pay taxes. Some of them don't want to pay taxes and, but you're never going to grow your business that way. You know, you, you might as well just go ahead and, and say, Hey, you know, this is my business. Um, I am going to pay sales tax. That's okay. Uh, I am going to pay taxes at the end of the year. That's okay. So I think it just comes down to some education. One of the things that you referenced was this term main street. And I just want to clarify to our listeners what uh, you mean by Main Street Ventures. And let's also, while we're at it, talk about the different approaches you need to take 
um, if you're launching a main street business as opposed to, you know, a tech startup? Yeah. One, one major thing, uh, Mike, for starting a main street business, what I would say is uh, we have to validate the problem, you know? So we, we've all heard, um, you know, there's a problem solution, you know, we got to define what the problem is for a specific target market. We need a minimum target uh, audience. Uh, we need to solve a problem for that audience. Um, and the, the how, how we solve that, that problem, the solution is usually the product or the service. Um, and what I, what I've seen is we skip validating that problem we want to jump straight to solution and um, we can't do that. We have to spend some time in the trenches um, talking to people, getting to know people and really doing a good job um, ensuring that this is a problem we're solving. And if we skip that, um, we're really, we're building a house on a unstable foundation at that point. I could be the best manager in the world. I could have the best vision in the world, but if I built something and nobody wants it, then I'm already doomed. Um, so I think we get ahead of ourselves because we want to rush. That's one. So one of the things I've seen, um, and I'm a big fan of on this show, I always tell people, Reggie, when we mean, when we say validate the business model, make sure somebody is paying you for your product or service. Cause a lot of times, you know, we think of validation. It's like, Oh, we want to go ask friends if this is a good idea or not. And they always tell us, oh, yeah, that's something I would do. But that's a lot different than someone exchanging value monetarily and paying you for that product or service. A hundred percent. So many times uh, we don't widen our, our circle to really challenge ourselves about our products or our services. Uh, so we might have a, a family member that's either too critical or too supportive and our family. And sometimes our friends could say, yes, you should do that. But it's like, okay, well, would you buy it? You know, and everybody wants to buy it until you actually launch it. And so, yes, you have to, you have to expand uh, that sphere and, and go out and find those customers a hundred percent. One of the things I'm, I'm looking forward to is having a Michelle Warner on this show. And she had spoken to our veterans and residents and she's a small business coach. And one of the things she references in the steps of like a small business is number one, you validate the business model, right? So getting paid clients. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is you want to turn up your sales and get your sales to a point where you have like predictable revenue coming in month over month. And I actually skipped that step. You know, I tried to jump predictable revenue, go straight into building team, you know, instead of like, hey, I need to get some predictable revenue month over month coming in. Yeah. And, and what's, what's so cool, Mike, is, um, I hope that everyone is listening because, um, right now, you know, this is stuff that you don't learn in school, you know, and, oh man, I mean, I can tell you, um, just from my experience and doing the work that I do, um, most people, um, there's a distinctive line of who's successful and who isn't. And it's just, it's really crazy when I think about it, but, you know, going back to that, just that validating that, that problem solution, just validating that offering for someone. And, um, 
it's kind of like once you validate that, then it turns into this, hey, okay, great. Now let's go ahead and start making some sales. Let's um, let's go ahead and establish the bones of the business, right? So the LLC, the official name, maybe a couple social media handles, you know, um, but keep a few clients and, and just do your thing and don't get too caught up yet, you know, in the website and, and all those other things until you, you really validated and tweaked, uh, worked out the kinks and your, your model and your offering. Sometimes it takes some, uh, some customers to do that, you know, and whenever you're able to, uh, you're able to continuously innovate your business model. And when you're ready to turn that hose on, I mean, you're, you're in a primed path for growth. You've prepared for growth. And, and now, you know, whenever the revenue is coming in, uh, I hope that you have a really good and solid accounting software tied to a bank account because, um, eventually if you want cash injection, whether that be a loan or an investor or what have you, there's nothing better than having accurate financial statements and, and actually being able to forecast your revenue. Um, for one, uh, your services country doesn't go unnoticed. There, there are lenders that want to make uh, loans to veterans, right? There are people that want to invest in, in veteran businesses. Uh, so if we just do our part, we're really setting up ourselves for success. And I just want to touch on what you just said about that predictable revenue, because again, Right. Like, and I'm speaking from my, from me, when I launched this company, Ironbound Media, I made the mistake because I got excited, Reggie, validated the business model, started getting yeah. some paying clients. And then I tried to sprint into building out the team and focus on scaling instead of dialing in that predictable revenue and spending more time there. And I think it goes back to what you were talking about at the very beginning of a lot of times we can compare ourselves mm-hmm. and we can try to rush and sprint, not understanding, you know, because we see what other people are doing but not understanding their background or what they're coming into these ventures with and really kind of de-risking ourselves and take basically just slowing down a little bit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that it's a healthy place, you know, to um, one thing that I've, I've been teaching for a while is, you know, I, I will, I love when um, entrepreneurs are willing to work a job and work on their businesses as, as a, a third shift, as, as Todd Connor says, right? Um, because for Main Street, that's usually what it takes. Um, you're going to be working at UPS, slinging some boxes while you're working on your business in the middle of the night. You're going to get up. You're going to work on your business. You're going to go to work until eventually you get to a point uh, where you no longer need that, uh, that other job. Uh, one thing that's really good for insight, I mean, when it comes to, like, like I said, main street businesses, um, we're talking, you're going to eventually need, I mean, I hope that anybody, I hope that you can build a business from your own cash flow, you know, but maybe you just need that piece of equipment, you know, to get you to that next level, you know? And, um, what I love about having a third shift, as we say, is especially if it's focused in an area of where you're starting your business, that's giving you significant industry experience. One thing that, that sometimes lenders will look for is industry experience. And sometimes, and I know you know this, Mike, and everybody that's transitioned, it's the most frustrating thing 
we have all this industry experience, at least we think, right? And we we have a hard time applying it in a way that people understand it that are not in the military. So it's it's frustrating. Um, so it, like if I wanted to start a coffee shop and I'm working at a coffee shop and I'm learning about a coffee shop, I might realize, man, I don't like making coffee for anybody but myself. So sometimes that can go a long way in uh, kind of that self-discovery process of, you know, for military transition. Absolutely. What other, what others, what are some other takeaways uh, you've taken from your work in the outreach center? Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of bad information out there, Mike. I, I think that um, we do a really bad job of, of really being transparent and honest about what it really takes to get financed as a small business. Um, if you look at the messaging that's out there right now, um, sometimes it could be really cliche. Like you served your country. Now let us serve you, you know? And, and it's like, okay, well I need, I need collateral to secure a loan. Sometimes I need a good credit score. Uh, my commitment, my character, my cash flow, all these things matter. Um, and sometimes whenever you're reading this stuff, this, this, this copy or this collateral that's out there, um, marketing collateral, it makes it seem like you're a shoe in to just go get a loan. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that that kind of really, uh, taints the process, right? It, it makes it seem like I want to start a business. So I'm, since I'm a veteran, I'm going to be able to go get this loan and that's how I'm going to start the business when really it's the exact opposite. Um, it's what we're, we're talking about today you know, about validating problems, about bootstrapping, about being thrifty and, and really uh, grinding and, and getting that validation. And I mean, once you have that validation, the the road is certainly going to get a little bit smoother. It's certainly not completely smooth, but you're at least going to be able to predict revenue from that point. Um, I, and that's really what it takes to get financed. Um, I think that, there's a lot of people that are pushing sales and, and not necessarily heart for entrepreneurship. And that can be concerning. Um, that's why I like the work that we do to really say, Hey, let's, let's take off the armor and let's talk about what this is really going to be like. If it's something that you want to do. With regards to funding for businesses, I've had on this platform, Jerry Gein, who was the president COO of a bank, um, a fortune bank. And one of the things he talked about was the big misconception people have with regards to getting business loans. You know, one banks are looking for cash flow. you know, and a lot mm-hmm. of times they do month, they give money to people that are actually buying businesses or businesses that are already, you know, up and running. And then, like you said, they have the cash flow. They've got the month over month revenue coming in and they know that, Hey, this is not as risky. Uh, they don't really give money to early stage uh, businesses that are still trying to validate their model. Yeah. Um, you're right. Uh, they're, they're really looking at that cash flow because banks are extremely risk adverse. They're, they're wanting to make sure that you can pay that loan back. Um, and sometimes just to give you the edge, I mean, they're going to look at not just the business, but they're going to look at your personal tax returns. If you're married, they're going to look at your wife's tax returns unless, unless you file jointly and, uh, what your income is, that way they can know like, okay, if the business fails, um, 
are they still going to be able to pay us? So that can, that's one big takeaway that, Hey, banks are risk adverse. If you can talk them off the ledge and show them, no, look, I got cash flow. No, look, uh, it's going to be all right. I, I, I really don't even need the money. I need a piece of equipment, you know, and I'm, <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, then that's where, that's where they're going to turn around and say, all right, well, I guess you're, you're an investor worthy, uh, business investing. So it's, it's definitely convoluted, man. Um, I don't know where this information um, starts because, I mean, I, to be completely transparent with you, whenever I was getting out of the military, I thought the same thing. I thought that, oh, I'm a veteran. I could go get an SBA loan. You know, I don't even – it's it's something that they do. And then I learned otherwise. Yeah, most of us are going to be bootstrapping these ventures, and a very, very small percentage will go on to raise venture capital. But when you're talking about Main Street, I mean, that's grassroots level – uh, entrepreneurship. And so that's why it's, again, it's important to have these conversations. Now, what I want to ask you is tell us about some success stories at the outreach center. You know, what were some of the characteristics of the entrepreneurs that were doing it right? Yeah, I think that they had a, a willingness to learn a willingness to die to themselves, I guess you'd say, and, and really just be humble. Um, they would have to admit like, all right, you know, this is my baby. This is what I love. It's everything that i I want to uh, do with my life. But if you're telling me it's ugly, then I need to listen. And that's really hard to do. Right. Um, it takes, it takes a lot of humility and, and thick skin to be able to take that, those critiques. And uh, I would say every, every business that did that and were open to learning and working with an advisor did get funded. That's exciting. Um, the ones that didn't were the exact opposite. Um, there was a gentleman that I was working with that um, wanted to start a trucking company. And and we tried to ad- advise him that you might want to um, start, you know, a little smaller, a brand new Peterbilt truck doesn't make a lot of sense, you know, especially whenever you've never uh, driven a truck and there's other methods to doing this. You know, there's hot shot trucking. There's all these other ways that you can do this for a lot cheaper and, and, and grow into that model and um, just not coachable. And what ended up happening was he did put in for the loan and the, the credit officer came in and said, Hey, uh, did you, did you, did you give your approval on this or did you want to, uh, you know, move forward with this. And I'm not a lender, but it it always meant a lot to me that they really cared about my opinion, you know, working with, with, with them. And, um, and I said, you know, if, if he's still asking for a new truck, then I would, I would probably say no. And they said, yeah, well, we were already going to say no because he's never driven a truck. How do I know this guy is not going to like, you know, uh, or he's going to hate truck driving after two months. And for me at that point in time in my, uh, my work, I realized that that's not just that gentleman. That's all of us. You know, um, I, I need to let the process play out sometimes. And sometimes we talk about validating problems. Sometimes I got to validate if this is really what I want to do or not. And I'm not saying we should sit on our hands and, and wait for, for it to feel completely right. There's got to be risk, but, uh, we got to give ourselves some time to discover who the heck we are. You know, and um, I believe that when you're transitioning from the military, 
we have to walk through a process of learning everything that we never knew about ourselves, right? So uh, that's that's the common theme is we want to rush into the next thing and we're not willing to be coached and we're not willing to uh, listen to what people are saying. And that doesn't mean just because if people agree or not, you know, that if I don't agree with you, it's not because I'm against you. Um, and it doesn't mean that I might, I'm, I don't, I certainly don't know everything, but um, it doesn't mean that um, I don't, I'm, I may know what I'm talking about a little bit and I'm not against you. I hope that makes sense. It makes complete sense. And I think it's a great transition to, um, you know, talking about what we do here with bunker labs, because I want to play on this idea of discovery, right? Mm -hmm. For some reason, and I think it goes back to kind of like how we portray entrepreneurship in the media. You know, you see a successful entrepreneur and he's crushing it. You know, his, his business is doing well, et cetera, et cetera. But we don't realize that a lot of times this is these guys' fifth, sixth, seventh venture. You know, yeah. that they launched a bunch of stuff that never achieved liftoff. And one of the things that I like to mention is about, hey, we need to discover if entrepreneurship is for us in the first place. And we yep. put all this pressure on ourselves that this first venture has got to be the one. This is the one that's going to get us to the stratosphere. Instead of understanding it's the, the, the lifestyle and the thought that, that goes into being an entrepreneur, the day-to-day -day of looking at the world through entrepreneurial lens, that creates that long-term success. And when I think about how we kind of position ourselves in the landscape at Bunker Labs is we're making it a safe space for the veteran community and the military spouse community to discover whether or not entrepreneurship is for them. And for those that have identified already by putting some you know, skin in the game, hey, we have resources to help accelerate them along the way. Yeah, and, and what's so cool about that too is one of the things that um, – I learned really quickly about just uh, being within the ecosystem, you know, is, is that you're going to meet someone at an event, you know, that is going to be for you. It's, it's about connecting dots, you know, and, and there's going to be people that, that we meet. They're not supposed to be our cheerleaders. You know, sometimes we need some tough love, but then there's other, but at the same time, they're championing uh, us to do the things that we set out to do. And, and that's real. You know, um, I've spent a lot of times or a lot of time at, you know, other, other events where I'm looking around the room and I'm like, all right, am I really here to learn something or am I here to just be seen? And, uh, that's, that's just me being real. And, um, and if I don't feel like I could connect, with anybody here either one i'm the problem or two everyone's really just here to be seen and you know sometimes as entrepreneurs we can always be in sales mode and pitch mode you know sometimes we're always talking about what we got next what's going on and we get excited but it really takes tough conversations and real conversations like what we're having right now um I believe that that's what the beauty is of a veteran in residence and a CEO circle in the community, you know, of uh, launch lab, whenever you're able to do those things, the office hours, you know, this podcast, everything, it's all real and it's all meant to challenge you. It's all meant to lay perspective out. And I just hope that everybody listening, uh, pick it up and, and run with it, you know, carry it. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about the sales thing. 
about just like, can we just learn from each other? You know, can I, can I, you know, you don't got to sell me right off the bat. And one of the things I've been a big proponent of is at the end of the day, business is about relationships and about figuring out ways to help people. Yes. And we're just helping people through our ventures. And, you know, again, I think what you're talking about is because it's so many people's first time kind of jumping into this new space of they've got to get their business off the ground. They know they need clients, you know. So when they go to these events, it's like we got to sell. We got to sell. Always be selling. But mm-hmm. one of the things that it can do is it can take away from the experience of just being present and yeah. soaking in the knowledge and soaking in the potential relationships um, that you're going to be able to build upon. Yeah. And um, what better place to do it? Then with people that have uh, served like you, uh, support you, uh, and genuinely and wholeheartedly are committed, you know, to you. Uh, you know, Mike, one thing that I learned, and I everybody's got to learn this their own way. You know, for me, uh, when I transitioned out of the Marine Corps and I was uh, doing my, my thing, I guess you can say, um, I would sometimes avoid other veterans. Um, I avoided other veterans, not because I was, um, not because I was like spiteful, but it was more because I was just trying to get out of my comfort zone. Um, I think that I personally had to go through that process and it wasn't because, um, like I said, it wasn't because I hated other veterans. I, I just had to get beyond myself. Now I can holistically tell you that I am in a place where I could come back in, you know, and I can, I can talk with other veterans at a level of knowing who I am and, and knowing who I am besides uh, just that identity of, of veteran. Right. Um, It was tough, you know? And, And so whenever I look at anyone in the, you know, in the bunker, you know, sometimes I'm like, man, um, I'm here for you. (laughs) You know, entrepreneurship, uh, military transition. We're always in transition anyway. Right. But, um, it's tough. And, and maybe you don't got to go through that long, painful process like I did by just, I, I don't know, maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't as bad as I'm making it out to be, but, um, we do definitely have to discover who we are. And I think bunker equips you to do that. I appreciate you sharing that. And one of the things that I'm always surprised with, with a show like this is, you know, I come on here and I think I'm talking about mainly entrepreneurship, you know, and I do reference, you know, the transition that we're all kind of going through. But when people reach out to me and say, like, this show is helping them deal with their own stuff that they're going through in their lives. Mm-hmm. you know, And I'm thinking I'm over here just kind of, you know, chugging along on entrepreneurship. But, you know, I guess people are looking for that new sense of purpose and that kind of identity. And I was guilty of that. Exactly what you're talking about, Reggie. Uh, when I left the military, I wasn't trying to be the campaign wearing cover campaign cover wearing you know (laughs) put the car combat action ribbon sticker on the back of my car you know i wanted a new identity to separate myself from the military and i'm with you that bunker kind of reintroduced me to this new opportunity as a veteran you know to make space for us um but you know when you share stories like you just did right that so many people kind of identify with it and it, it makes this community feel like man this really is like a place for them And so as we wrap up, you know, one of the things I want to give you the opportunity to to do is we've got military veterans and spouses from all over the country, all over the world. What kind of words of encouragement would you like to leave them with as they continue on their entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, um, 
business planning is um, critical. I would I would tell you that uh, there there is a process. It's not the same every time, but if you can commit to what you're learning, whether it be through from launch lab to getting into the veteran and residents and or coming through the office hours. Maybe, maybe you do decide to go to a boots to business class or you decide to go to school and you get to learn uh, this business planning process. Um, it's everything. Um, it takes, it takes some research. It takes some hard work. It, it takes getting to know people, uh, specifically your customer on a level uh, that, at the same way, if you were doing a uh, a five paragraph order, you're doing a frago. You know, if if you were if you wanted to learn everything about uh, the intel in your battle space, that's how you should be treating this. Um, don't worry about writing the business plan to start. The business planning is everything. The business plan is just a snapshot in time of all that work that you're going to condense into probably nine tight pages of writing, you know, but, um, whenever you commit to a process, you're going to learn everything. Um, because it's going to, it's, they're actually, your customer is going to tell you exactly what you need to know. Sometimes we can just get out of our own way and let the market do the work. And, and I don't know, just apply that to my, the the entrepreneurial process, but sometimes, you know, I can apply that to my own life. You know, sometimes I get in my way. Sometimes I just need to listen to the market, listen to my family, listen to what's going on around me and make the changes necessary. And I think you'll be fine. Love it. That's great words of advice. Um, And I'm, again, you're preaching to the choir here. Planning is everything. And like you mentioned before, it's understanding the process with the business plan, just kind of thinking through the marketing strategy and how you plan on generating sales and how you plan on onboarding team, just kind of going through those mental thoughts. But first things first is we got to make sure we have something that somebody's willing to pay for. And that starts with validation. Before I let you out of here, Reggie, I got two more things for you. Number yeah. one, do you have a book recommendation for our listeners? And then number two, how can people follow you? How can they get a hold of you um, for follow on? Uh, or maybe they just want to connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. So one book that I recommend to every entrepreneur, especially when it comes to getting to know your customer and validating uh, your offering is a book called This is Marketing by a gentleman named Seth Godin. He's kind of the marketing goat. Um, I'm not getting any type of, you know, commission from that, but it's just an amazing book. Um, It taught me a lot about human centric marketing uh, to build products and services that people want. And since really sometimes uh, the process starts there, it doesn't always have to, but most of the time, that's a good read uh, for anybody. I would love for anybody, connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, my name is spelled Reggie, R-E-G-G-I-E, last name Ordonez, O-R-D-O-N-E-Z. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I would love to add you to my network. Well, Reggie, it's been a pleasure having you here. Congratulations again on assuming the role of director of marketing. Looking forward to creating some amazing and educational content together. The future is is bright, and I'm excited to be able to work alongside you. For our listeners, do me a favor and make sure you subscribe to the Transition Podcast and newsletter on Substack at the link in the show notes. I release a newsletter every Tuesday and a podcast every Friday. So you can leave a comment about each episode on Substack. If you have any questions about your own venture, 
be sure to post them there as well. I'm always looking for content and I would love to learn more about what you all are struggling with in your own ventures. And correction, I actually release a podcast every Thursday, but I push it out through the newsletter every Friday. If you want to get plugged into the Bunker Lab ecosystem, visit www.bunkerlabs.org, select the city nearest to you, and sign up for our local newsletter. From there, attend one of our networking events. It's that simple. Be sure to get connected at Bunker Online, where you can learn about our many different programs to support your entrepreneurial journey. We have programs that will connect you, that will take you from idea to invoice, incubate you, and position you to grow alongside other founders and CEOs. You can register today at Bunker Online by clicking connect at bunkerlabs.org. Until next time, everyone, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week.